Welcome to another episode of Love This Bitch, the self-compassion podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, the life coach. I have an MBA and I am a certified professional life coach, for those of you who do not know that. (laughs) It's another weekend, lovely weekend that I have done all kinds of interesting things. And now I'm recording a few episodes for you guys, things that I've had on my mind and, and wanted to to reach out and provide to you guys from some recent things that have come up a lot with my clients. So I'll get started. Today, I want to talk about anxiety types. And so we all know, you know, anxiety, survival, you go into fight, flight, or freeze. It's pretty common knowledge. So we all tend to kind of favor one of these, although, you know, we're not we're not stuck. We don't always react the same way. We do um, change. I know that I fall into all three categories, but I do tend to favor one. So the categories are fight, flight, and freeze. So that way I break it down in my mind is my three groups, my fighters, my frequent flyers, and my ice queens. (laughs) And I um, tend to be an ice queen. I tend to freeze. And that was something that I had worked through with my coach and that I self-coach on. I also do a lot of frequent flying. I have struggled with that. And then, you know, to some extent I can be a fighter, but that is not usually where I fall. And again, you can also fall into all these categories. And these are generally what we're talking about here is kind of response to internal stressors, our, our inner critic, you know, our thoughts about work, thoughts about being good enough, those kind of like internal um, type struggles. If it came to um, an actual physical attack on you or someone near you, you would, you know, definitely have probably a different reaction from your more consistent action response that we're talking about here. So anyways, just I'm not trying to paint you into a box, I guess is what I'm saying. But Those are the three types of reaction that you have in those anxiety, stress situations. So first, I will talk about my fighters. Fighters, that's their reaction. They feel a threat, and they may not even realize that they feel a threat. But when they do, their reaction is to fight. It's to, you know, be defensive, to take action, and to stay busy in order to prove something, right? They're trying to prove the attack wrong. They're trying to prove their worth or earn their worth. And so that's what, you know, spurs them into action. It's not like a flight action, like my frequent flyers. It's a, you know, I can do this. I'm productive. I'm busy. I have worth. I have value. This internal attack, whatever is going on, it's not true. And I'm going to show you, right? Put them up, got the dukes up, ready to fight. So those are my fighters. That's, that's how you react. A lot of times, you know, that's something that'll happen when we see something in someone else that triggers us. You know, this is one of the more negative sides of the fighters is that they will attack and tear down, right? And look for the negative and, you know, they can't possibly be doing that because of this, right? That's a lot, you know, of the tearing each other down that, that we see, that happens with us women, let's be honest. 
And I have, you know, fighting is not my my main go-to, but I've absolutely been there, right? <laughs> and, you know, I, I do understand that reaction for sure. But that's the more the more negative side of it. If, you know, you have a feeling of defensiveness just against another person in general, and it's because they're triggering something in you that's making you feel attacked. And so you're lashing out. And that's another thing my fighters do. They lash out. They go on the attack. They go on the, the offensive and, you know, turn the tables, so to speak. So that's kind of the main struggles there. You can have a lot of defensiveness, the sense of self and accomplishment and things like that. They seem confident. You seem confident, but it, it's not a very solid foundation. It's not built on self-compassion, but more on self-esteem. So it's very easy for, you know, if you see someone who is smarter or you think is smarter, right, or does what you do better, that can be seen as an attack that can make you defensive. And that's one of the big struggles. And then, of course, the other struggle is the imposter syndrome. Um, I think many of, of us women with anxiety do struggle with that, even the other types. Um, but that can be very strong, you know, in the fighters. They're afraid that, you know, people will see them as a fraud or find out that they're not really, you know, as good as they had previously thought. You know, they're going to find them out. And so that creates that sense of, I have to keep going. I have to stay busy. I have to work and work and work. So no one sees that I'm really a fraud. <laughs> and of course, that's not, that's not true. They're, you know, usually very well educated and good at what they do, but they're just not really secure in it. And that creates a lot of pain, anxiety, and that defensiveness and the need to fight. So of course, the solutions to all these are actually very similar, though, when I work with these with people in the different, you know, anxiety types, um, the work is different. Of course, it's different with just each individual. But, you know, the solution is self-compassion, being able to accept your own flaws and to dig into that thinking and that inner critic that's telling you that you have to be the best at something or you have to prove something or be better in order to have worth or value instead of just seeing your value, you know, as it is, whether you're productive or not, right? Just your human value as a human being in this life. And then the things you do, you know, on top of that are about your own personal growth and your own personal sense of achievement. And that's a more fulfilling approach to it than the need to prove and earn and show people who you are and what you can do. So, you know, self-compassion is the remedy to that. And it's important to realize that, you know, busy doesn't always mean productive. That's another trap that my fighters get into is just keep going and stay busy and don't let up for a single moment <laughs> so that no one will see who you really are. <laughs> and that, you know, and that's just a thought and a belief that that we struggle with that we're not enough and that someone will see that and so we keep going and keep fighting and fighting and we never get there because no amount of productivity or success is going to change those inner thoughts and there will always be someone that we perceive as being better or having more success or achievement and that creates the need to always fight, always fight, and never get there. So 
that's very that's very painful and it's important to you know do the work and build that self-compassion and then also work on the the mindset that I have value. I don't have to prove it. I don't have to earn these things, right? And also there's a lot of shoulds. There's a lot of shoulds for all my ladies with anxiety, but definitely a lot on the fighters. And those are, you know, thoughts to realize and to loosen the grip you have on how I have to keep going. I have to keep working harder, harder, more, more. Because anxiety and the anxiety that that creates is actually very anti-productivity. You feel like you're going and going and you're so busy and you're exhausted and you're collapsing at night, either just completely zonked out, dead to the world, or you're barely sleeping because you have so many ideas and so many thoughts about all the things you need to do tomorrow. And so you're just constantly going and just so burnt out and exhausted. And you think, you know, okay, well, this is, I'm getting stuff done and this anxiety is fueling me. But it's like running on a bad fuel, right? It's like running on a fuel that's toxic and polluting and expensive and runs out really fast. (laughs) It's not a good fuel for you. And the truth is that you don't need it. You know, anxiety does not give you an edge. (laughs) It does not make you more productive. It doesn't make you good under pressure, right? I'm good under pressure. That's why, you know, I wait till the last minute kind of thoughts that we can have sometimes. But the truth is, is that's not how anxiety works. It shuts things down and it gets you ready to just fight or run away or freeze. So it's not helping you stay and be focused and productive, right? Even if you have that last minute laser focus on a project, if you had had space and taken time and worked on that all along, it would still have been a better product. The anxiety is just what is is fueling you through that final moment of, I have no other choice. <laughs> so it's important to learn that this anxiety is not helping you on your mission. It's not helping you achieve your goals. It's actually keeping you in that busy state, that hamster wheel where you're just doing, 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 and just being exhausted every day and feeling like you're not getting anything actually done, right? Or, yay, I got everything done on my to-do list today and a hundred more things popped up going again tomorrow. That's what that anxiety is creating. It's not actually moving you forward. You're just running in circles. So learning that that anxiety is actually holding you back and not fueling you is very important for my fighters to see and to learn how instead that self-compassion can create, well, it doesn't create the space, the space is there, but it allows you to open up and have more space. And it allows you to start having downtime. Oh, gosh, I know you don't want it. You don't want it. Um, It allows you to, you know, start taking care of yourself and seeing how when you show up as your true self, you can really knock things out of the park and be successful without all that pain and anxiety. And not only that, but you can get more done with less of the busy work. And that's hard to see. And it is a process. But that's, you know, that's what I I work with on my fighters is showing them that the self-compassion is the key. The anxiety is not fueling them. And we can actually get more done with less hard feeling work struggles and definitely with less pain and anxiety if we do the work. So then my next group, not leaving you guys out, 
are my frequent flyers. Those are the ones of us that we tend to fly or run away. So it's very common for people with this kind of anxiety response to run away, to avoid things, to quit, to give up. And usually, you know, they don't look at it as quitting or giving up, but instead just realizing that this is not for me, that this is not in my skill set, and that I should stick with what I know. Those are kind of the self-limiting beliefs that my frequent flyers struggle with. And so their main struggles are growing. You know, they see, they tend to avoid new and difficult challenges, and so they have a lack of growth in their lives, which they, they generally want. And so that creates, you know, anxiety and depression. And they have trouble sticking with things that are new and difficult. And just a lot of that avoidance, jumping around project to project, um, not really sticking with anything, not really completing anything so that they don't fail. So they're looking at it, you know, not as I gave up or I quit, so I failed. They're looking at it like, okay, I did this and I realized that it wasn't for me and I just moved on to something else. So I didn't technically fail. It just wasn't a good fit. So that's the struggles that are going on there with with my frequent flyers. We're avoiding and running away from things so that we don't have to feel that fear of rejection, that we are not getting it right, you know, because we, we tend to be, you know, very well-educated and successful people. And so when we try to step out into something new that we struggle with a bit, it's like, oh, okay, if I can't do this right, I'm not going to do this. And we have that that mindset that it's just like, well, okay, well, I'll stick with what I know. I can't do this right. And that's okay. But if it's something you truly want, and that's why you're doing it, then you're avoiding. You're avoiding rejection and failure and the thoughts that you're going to have about yourself if you feel rejected or if you fail and, you know, the way you're going to beat yourself up and what you're going to make that mean about you. Because rejection, we talked about that in the rejection episode. Go check that out. You know, it that's part of life. We all get rejected. There are billions of people out there. You're not going to be for everybody. It doesn't mean anything personal about you. And then failure, um, we've talked about that a lot, too is a part of the process. It's something that you, you know, learn to accept as completely normal. Everybody fails. Um, I was giving a, a metaphor or analogy recently to some of my clients, and it was that idea of, you know, if I can't do it right, I'm just not going to do it. Um, I don't, you know, and I don't want to fail, and I don't want to fall flat on my face. And I was like, well, think about if you really wanted to go ice skating, but you've never done it before. And you were like, well, I'm not going to do it if I can't do it right. If I'm going to spend the whole time, the first time I go out there, you know, on my butt more than I'm on my feet, I'm just not going to do it. And that's the kind of attitude we have. And we're so afraid, so afraid to fall, so afraid to fail. But I mean, look at that. Everybody falls when they're learning how to ice skate, right? Some more, some less, but everybody falls. If you watch the Olympics, which I loved growing up as a little girl. I loved watching ice skating. I mean, we have people that have spent most of their lives training to ice skate and they still fall, right? If they fall, you're definitely going to fall if you go out there to learn something new, if you've never ice skated before. So why would we not think that that was completely normal, right? And that's the same thing. If, you know, you're putting yourself out there, a new project, a new business, a book, an idea, whatever it might be, Failure is part of the process. 
everyone fails. Everyone fails when they're trying something new. Everyone fails when they're putting something out there and working on it and tweaking it. And that's just part of the process. But you can't work on it, as we've said before, or improve it or tweak it until it gets out there. So you have to take that step. And that's where, you know, my my frequent flyers, they often, you know, struggle because they don't want to take that step. And they don't want to experience that failure. So they just run away and avoid it. So of course, self-compassion and a strong sense of your own value and supporting yourself is what's going to help there and help you accept that failure is absolutely normal. It is just a thought and it's just a thought about an occurrence. It is never a person, as I have said in other episodes. And so my frequent flyers, you know, the things that we work on there other than self-compassion is you know, failure and rejection and how to manage those and our thoughts and feelings around those. And my final group, last but not least, and this is where I mainly fall, as I said earlier, are those of us that freeze or my ice queens. So in this situation, the anxiety that we have causes us to just completely lock down and take no action. And everything that is happening is taking place completely in our minds. (laughs) We're like just running through circles of thoughts. If I do this, this is what happens. If I don't do this, this is what happens. I can do it this way or that way, but then this will happen and that will happen, right? It's that perfectionist paralysis, analysis paralysis, you know, however you want to label it. That's what my ice queens do. We are just completely frozen by the fear just like the others of failure or rejection. You know, we're so afraid that we can't do it and we can't do it right that we don't, that we just don't do it. And we also don't fly away to something else like my frequent flyers. We just stay stuck because we're still thinking about how we could do it or should do it. And so we're just stuck and we're not, we're not moving. And we're having those thoughts like, well, I don't know how. Maybe I'm just confused. Maybe I need to learn more, study more, you know, and do all this passive action that we think means that we're accomplishing something, right? But then the time never comes. The right time never comes. We never know enough. We never have it figured out enough to take any action. And we're just completely frozen. And so what I've compared that to before, it's like if you've heard of Schrodinger's cat, They talk about that a lot on the Big Bang. So, you know, the cat is in the box. It's just closed up in the box. As long as you don't open the box, the cat is both alive and dead because you don't know. Obviously, at some point, the cat would be dead because there's no food or water in the box. But until you open it, you don't know. And it's both. And that's kind of what my ice queens do. We freeze ourselves in because we have this belief on one hand that we can do these things and we should do these things. But on the other hand, what if we fail? What if we're wrong? So as long as we take no action, we get to both be in our minds, a complete failure and capable of great success. (laughs) So until you take any action, you don't have to confirm for yourself, right? Because these are all our thoughts. They're not true. But you don't have to confirm for yourself that you are, in fact, a failure. You can still hang on to those hopes that you could be successful. (laughs) So you just freeze and don't do anything. And you get to be both. And it's actually a miserable, miserable feeling. Because 
you just constantly feel like I could do more, I have potential, I'm capable, but what if I am a complete failure and I actually can't do it and you just don't do anything? And it's very painful and it creates a lot of harsh inner judgment and that leads to depression. And I know because (laughs) I was there before I found coaching and that was something that I had to work through. And now I coach others and I can help you through it as well. So, of course, the things we work on there is that self-compassion. Again, that ability to be able to support yourself through failure and rejection and changing that mindset about those. And also learning to, and this is something for all the groups, but specifically here, learning to process your emotions. That way you build anxiety resilience and fear resilience. Because as long as you stay froze and take no action, you're not going to get stronger in your ability to manage or process anxiety or fear. So you have to learn to process those emotions, feel those emotions instead of avoiding them or repressing them so that you get stronger. And when those emotions come up, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is anxiety. I've been here before. You know, it sucks, (laughs) but I know what to do and I'm going to be okay. I've been through this. I have the tools. I know the process. It's going to be okay. So that's something that I teach all my clients, but learning to process those emotions and building that anxiety and fear resilience is very important to the big solution for my my ice queens, which is to take action, to start taking messy, imperfect action towards the things that they want in their life and get that momentum and get going and, you know, be unstuck, (laughs) unstuck yourself. And that is that is the the thing that we work on the most there. So I'm sure that you, you know, thought about this while I was talking and which one you fit into and you may have had multiple connections with different things. But those are kind of the main three reactions there. My my fighters, my frequent flyers, and my ice queens. And, you know, I work with, with all three. Many times people are like, What do you mean anxiety? You know, how do you help it? Well that that depends on how you know, it's all mindset, it's all your thoughts, but the specific issues, the thoughts, the self-limiting beliefs that you're struggling with depend on kind of the main um, anxiety type that you fall into. So, you know, reach out to me if you're interested in working with me one-on-one to actually dig into this work and apply these concepts so that you can, you know, overcome these survival reactions and actually, you know, make decisions from a place of you know, calm, compassion, and strength instead of, you know, a place of terror and fear and anxiety. That's the goal, right? And that creates a much happier, healthier life for you. So if that's something you're interested in, please reach out to me. And I hope that, you know, this gave you some clarity today on some of the ways that you react to these stress situations um, so that you can see your pattern and how it's affecting your life. Because many times, Um, We don't see how the anxiety is truly hurting us, right? My fighters don't realize that they could actually be the productive people that they want to be because they, they think they are and they don't realize that they're just, you know, running in circles. So I hope that you've seen that today. My frequent flyers think that they're, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm sticking with what I know and I just haven't found that other thing that I'm good at. But the truth is, is that you're running away, you're flying, and you can do new things. You can learn hard things, 
And that is, you know, holding you back from the growth that you want, that flight reaction. And then, of course, for my ice queens, you know, it gets worse when you stay frozen, right? It kind of spreads out to other areas. You know, you might be frozen only in one thing now, but then you start getting frozen in other areas. And, you know, you just you're struggling with that feeling of potential and not living up to your potential or not fulfilling, you know, your dreams. And those could just be optional thoughts, right? We can work on that as well. But for for you, I hope that you've seen how your thoughts are keeping you frozen and keeping you from taking that action that you so desperately want to take and how that's causing you so much pain and anxiety and depression and that you can start to look for ways to work on that self-compassion, work on taking action and understanding that failure and rejection, they're going to happen, right? So let's learn to manage our thoughts and feelings around those. So I hope today has been helpful to you to help you, you know, see how you're reacting to things and how that anxiety is really costing you your health, your happiness, your enjoyment of life and your ideas of success or goals, things like that, that are all suffering because of of the anxiety. And once you realize that awareness is the first step to change. So I hope you have a great day, right? Giving you a bit to think about, but there is hope. I've been through it. I've done the work and you can build anxiety resilience and get stronger and do these things and achieve and succeed without all the anxiety and pain. So I love you all and thank you for listening today. And I look forward to talking to you again. 